Hello, everyone, and welcome to Aussie Tech Eds, episode 602, the 20th of September, 2018. Uh, I'm your host, Glenn Goodman, and welcome to another week. Uh, we are... Brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au, drag and drop website builder, SSD drives, web hosting extraordinaires. So if you're looking for some uh, web hosting, either shared servers, uh, off the bat instant provisioning, or if you want a VPS, uh, just email me and we'll sort something out for you. Uh, Easy script installs of WordPress, Joomla and Drupal. And also introducing a new sponsor this week for for the next uh, foreseeable future at least hopefully is startnewcompany.com.au so it's startnewcompany.com.au now these guys will allow you to register a company with ASIC and then once it's registered you will get the certificate of registration and also all the documents the constitution the minutes everything you need uh, and it's all emailed straight back to you within about 20 minutes and your company's registered walk out the front door you start trading easy as that so it's all uh, legally uh, legally done. It's all instantaneous. So good stuff. Good on you guys. Uh, so it's startnewcompany.com.au. Also, uh, other shows on the network is the Aussie Max Zone. Uh, geez, you know, those guys went well last week. They did two shows, uh, one with the iPhone launch and all the all the, app, all the other Apple stuff. But, gee, that, that, that latest iPhone, 1700 bucks Aussie, that's a bit... That's a bit tough. But anyway, and also my tech opinion, Shane and Phil, they, are, they do the rounds delving more deeper into tech stories than probably what we do here. And also the Aussie Tech Crypto. Don't know what's going on with those guys. They haven't done a show for a month. Bloody lazy, aren't they? Australia's two top podcasters having a break or something. All right, but you can get us also on the Aussie Tech Radio. Uh, if you want to know how to tune into that, it's just go to aussietechradio.com and read away. Uh, like us on facebook.com forward slash aussietechheads and also subscribe on youtube.com forward slash aussietechheads. Uh, and you get the show notes at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. All right, let's uh, welcome our other host this week. And I think Joe is first. Hey, Joe. Hey, Glenn. How you going? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How's your week been? Oh, it's been pretty busy as per usual. That's that's the way. Good to be busy. Keep you out of trouble. And uh, and Jordan's back. Hey, Jordan. Yep, he's back. Good. I'm looking we... for the unmute button. Sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm rushing in the door tonight. I'm reading on my news stories pre pre show right now <clears throat> while you're doing your intro. Sorry. All right. Uh, so yeah, we missed you last week, but uh, it's good you, to have you back. You oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, good stuff. It's good to have a week off. Yes, a week off every now and then is pretty good. It relaxes you. You can you get a, an extra episode of the block in or something. Now, but I know that's not what you were doing. Uh, look, we did get an email through. Oh, I was on the YouTube and we. I tried to read it out last week, but uh, the way it came through on the email was all jumbled up. So I apologise to the dodecahedron that sent that in. But then when I looked at the comment on YouTube, it was all formatted correctly. Uh, so I think a couple of weeks ago, Jordan, you were talking about the your phone had the dual SIM slot uh, thing inside it. Yeah, now um, Apple does too, apparently. Oh, really? In the, the new one? In the new ones, the dual SIMs. Yeah, well, I think I saw an article or something well, about there you go. one of them's got a dual SIM. So, yeah, I think <clears> one of them's an electronic SIM though. One's a real SIM and one's an electronic SIM. Oh, okay. I don't know the difference between those. <laughs> but you know <laughs> what I reckon will happen is Apple will say, we were the first ones to do that and everyone will believe them. Yeah, well, that's right. And we'll always know that Xiaomi had one. Xiaomi. <laughs> Oppo or whatever their name is has got one and mm. everyone else has one. But no one will ever really know that. We'll only ever believe Apple did it first. What's the, <clears throat> Joe, what's the difference between the electronic and the physical SIM? Well, if you know the um, the Apple Watch, how it's got no actual SIM card in it, it works oh, okay. electronically with an electronic serial number built into the watch. Right, right. That'll be one SIM card and then it'll have a physical SIM card that you can plug in and out. Right. Okay. So how do they? Okay. So when you uh, want to what when you buy your watch, you've got to somehow register that with your telco. Is that how that's sort of? Yeah, working? that's pretty much right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, actually, I think in America as well. I think there's a lot of a um, lot of that going on there. Uh, when I was there a few years ago, um, I was going to buy a phone, thinking that um, you know what they're a lot cheaper there in America. And to my disappointment, a lot of them that I wanted to buy were all seamless. No right. sims in them. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Things are moving on. Uh, but anyway, the, the dodecahedron wrote that those hybrid SIM slots in mobile phones, the ones say they hold two SIM cards and an SD card. It's a sleight-of-hand marketing trick manufacturers use to sell you a phone with a higher memory 
rather than have you add SD memory of your own. Let me explain. The devil's in the detail revealed in the usage of the slots. Take a closer look at the slot. You'll find it only handles two of the three options at any time. Never three. You can have the following combinations. Sim Sim plus Sim Sim plus SD. You cannot have Sim plus Sim plus SD. Oh, I see what he's saying. Yes, okay. Manu- phone manufacturers used to offer SIM plus SIM in one slot and the SD in the other. Um, yeah, so uh, so look, that he, yeah, so he's got a fair bit of information. What I might do there is just post that into the but That's funny, notes. though, because that slot that I pulled out of the phone actually had three individual slots. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty much it. You must have the same one that I'm thinking about. It's got a, two separate SIM cards and it's got a separate SD slot. Yeah, so I don't good. know whether he's saying that one of the slots doubles as a SIM or a S, an, S, an SSD slot. I'm not sure in that phone, but what he's talking about. But in this phone, it's definitely three individual on the tray anyway. I don't know what it does inside the phone. He might be right. But um, on the tray anyway, it's got two two mm. dedicated SIMs and a dedicated Ooh. SIM, uh, sorry, SSDs. Yeah, like I, SSD, I'm, guess, I'm guessing that that's a true two SIM phone and a, and a um, SD if you've only got two slots only, then I'm I'm guessing that uh, one would be uh, an SD card slot, and then the other one would be a SIM slot, or two SIM slots, or you know you can't have you know two SIM slots plus an SD card slot. But the one you've got there, Jordan, which has got actually three, then I'm saying that's a true dual SIM phone. Yeah, it's got it's definitely got three squares to sit three things. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, because he said uh, they started making. Yeah, so if you, if uh, they, then they started making these hybrid slots. So if you wanted two SIM cards, you had to forego the SD memory slot. So if you need lots of memory, then yeah, you yeah, have to because buy them it's on. probably only got maybe two squares on the tray or something. Yeah, it may do. That's right. But I guess in that case, yeah, just if you're if you're after a double SIM card phone, then yeah, just make sure you do your due diligence and you know make sure you can either get an, an SD card slot as well if that's what you're after. Um, well, it was quite a, a detailed uh, little post. So it's on the, it's on the, I think it was on episode. Well, hats off to him for making the effort to go that far. Yeah, it's very a whole article. Yeah, it's, it's very good. It is an article. I should, you I know, should have put it as a blog on the site for you from the listeners. <laughs> but uh, look, I put it in the, in this week's show notes. Okay, so he, he go, um, he goes on about a, a couple of things about the SD slots and also about uh, Apple and the uh, the use of the word tablet. Uh, he said there was a great show in the 80s called La Femme Nikita, starring... I'm just going to, right here in front of you, Yeah, I'm just going to pull this thing out and we'll see if I'm right. Hang on. Okay, so um, I'll just keep going with this p- second part. All the way through the show, the 80s are <laughs> given their missions on devices. Here we go. Yeah, it's, it's one, one square, two. and the middle one's got the SIM in it. Oh, right. So, yeah, the... so it is. I don't know if you can see that. I'll take the SIM out. So all... Yeah, okay. So the first slot, the first SIM is a big SIM. And That's then, the, yeah. And then the... Well, st- probably the SS. Hang on, I'll tell you. It's written on it. No, oh, it's that small. I can't read it. <laughs> no, you're right. The, the big one is the SD card slot, and the other two would be the micro, micro SIM slots. Right. Yep, SIM 1, SIM 2, it says on it. That's the two small one, smaller slots. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah right. I, I would I would also look at the the other one that I'm actually looking at, which is called the Zenfone Max Pro M1. That's also the same. That's also got a um, an SD card and two SIM slots. Um, it actually this one here's also got a, a 5,000 milliamp hour battery in it as well. So this uh, Zenfone. So if you're thinking about getting something dual SIM, you might want to get one of these as well. Yeah, you like the Zenfones. I think you, you've talked spoke about them before. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're good. So the, you you haven't you haven't your uh, that phone you've got there's not in operation yet, Jordan. I don't think is it. No, it's active. It's just it's not. Just... No, it's secretly in operation with me only until till the big day. And how, well, how are you how are you just finding got, it? I just got the Gorilla Glass for it today. You're and, right. So how, um, how are you finding it? The phone is really, it's really nice. When I turn it on, it's really smooth. The screen is smooth. Um, you know, it scrolls smoothly. It's it's yep. really nice. Yeah, right. I've installed a couple of apps on it. It goes really quick. Have you installed a launcher? <clears throat> hey? Yeah, a launcher? Installed a launcher? No, I've just left the default one on there. Yeah. Which is the same as the Pixel one that I've got, very similar. Right. I suppose whatever the Android um, 
P or whatever it is, or whatever version, A hundred eight, mm. whatever that is, <clears throat> is yep. it's on. It's just the default one. It's quite nice. I, it's really, I kind of like it. <laughs> In fact, I've already said to to my partner that um, that if I ever get a new phone, maybe I'll just buy the next one up from that. Or maybe, maybe maybe just take that one and hand down your one, old one. <laughs> that would be well, nice. Mine's a Pixel. I'm not ready to get rid of it yet. I think it's oh, a fair great enough. Phone. Yep, so. fair enough. Um, all right, let's get into some stories. We've got Microsoft yeah. off. <clears throat> yep. Ready? Yep. yep. I'm all good. I'm all ears. <laughs> Microsoft offers to manage your Windows devices for you. Okay, so dub the Microsoft Managed Desktop or MMD. Uh, the service will give customers the option to have Microsoft manage their devices, including pushing out feature updates and security. So as an as an as a service solution, MMD will be sold via a per-user monthly subscription fee based on the size of the customer and device type. So from the outset, Microsoft will offer pre-configured uh, Surface PCs. Though Microsoft hasn't already announced a handful of has already announced a handful of OEM partners coming on board, such as Dell, HP, as well as some partnerships with DXC, HCL. I've never heard of them. So MMD has already started rolling out to select customers in the US and the UK, and will arrive in Australia later or earlier next year. So that's going to be interesting, I guess. Uh, yes. So let Microsoft manage your computer or and devices. Um, why not? If it's cheap enough, why not? Uh, I, I guess like a lot of big companies will probably be into this. Is this going to upset all the managed managed? I wouldn't be at all surprised if they do already. What's that? Manage the manage, manage my computer. Well, they probably not hands on as far as what they're no, planning. To I'm do. sure they know what goes on with it. Yeah, I'm I've sure. Got, they I've do. got a story I was going to read tonight, which kind of is. I won't get to it yet. I'll let you finish yours. I'm always pushing in, but it's kind of a similar scenario of these. Big companies taking over your computer. Yeah, well, I guess this is not going to be done for nothing. It's going to be uh, paid. But I guess, you know, if it's going to keep your device up to date and, and you know, um, virus-free uh, as much as possible, why not? You know, if you're worried about security, I think, you know, and Microsoft built the OS, who's... Why not? Why not have Microsoft deal with the, with the, the um, configurations of everything? That's right. All right. Um, why not? Yeah. So ha- yeah, well, I was reading an article. I could probably rather than read the whole article since we're running on t- we're running out of <clears throat> we're doing a quick show tonight, as you said. The article I had just off the top of my head was basically are people aware that Google and Apple um, do actually have control of our devices. Like you know, when there's a you know if there's a, a bug in the phone, like a battery's going really flat quickly or something, they can they can automatically turn on you know the battery saver mode without even telling you. And mm. People go, well, I didn't turn that on. Yeah, and they don't realise that Google actually did it, you know. And then Apple, I think, in this article, Steve Jobs said that it was um, a feature that sounds really bad, but it's required that that they had to have it or something like that. Yeah, along right. those lines because they need to be able to kill a, kill an app if it's malicious and it's gotten to everyone's phones. They need to be able to turn that app off. Or, or remove it, yeah, well, I guess that's fair enough. That's fair enough, and uh, I guess <clears> we know. have to trust them. Yes, yes. Well, I guess you could say you could argue. Well, what was that? Uh, the was it McAfee had to have their apps removed? Was it McAfee or something? Uh, we had it last trend. Oh, I, don't, I forget now. I don't want to cast aspersions on the wrong. Yeah, on the wrong uh, antivirus provider. But one of the antivirus providers, Apple, had to remove their apps from the App Store. La- oh, there was a story last I week. I think it was McC- um, McAfee or whatever it's called. McAfee. Whatever. Mm. You um, talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So like if. Uh, if that's going to be malicious and it's on everyone's device, well, yeah, I don't mind that. Take it off. Yank it. Yank away. But uh, I suppose people would argue that, you know, they've got too much control and they could take away something that they're not meant to. Uh, I guess at the end of the day, don't use the phone if you don't want to, if you, if you don't want other people looking, doing stuff to it. Uh, so what, what do you think, Joe? Microsoft controlling your computer? Would you be into that? Like a Office 365 subscription? Oh, look, in a corporate environment, I'd say, yeah, go for it, but not in a residential or normal, you know, day-to-day use. But having said that, um, G'day, Eric. home automations and stuff like that, that's coming, um, the control. So, therefore, it wouldn't surprise me if they're going to do it anyway. Mm. Yeah, so, 
yeah, I suppose in the in the business at home, yeah, I don't know, I wouldn't bother myself either. But like I tell you, with Office, that Office three six five, that's pretty good. Like you get some great support from Microsoft out of that. Uh, I've written to them a couple of times, just asking a couple of questions on how to do this or how can I achieve this sort of outcome, and and they've just emailed back within oh, within a few hours of, of the answer and then followed up. She, that one person rang me, said, was that answer good enough? I couldn't believe it. I nearly fell off the chair. <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> support always has been pretty good. I've used them before. Like, and I don't even have an Office 365 subscri- uh, subscription, but just mm. being as a, as, as a free user with Hotmail or Outlook or whatever, I've rung them up and said, you know, what's mm. to go with this? Or yeah. you get on the online chat on their chat to, the, to a, a tech support right now, whatever. I find them really responsive. Always yeah. have done. Yeah, they're not they're not too bad actually. But hmm. that office, I have to I have to give them kudos because that was that's um it's unheard of. So anyway, <laughs> um, Joe, what where are you going to take us this week? What have you been up to story wise? Well, everyone knows I'm into the home automation um, and into the Google Home and the Alexa, but um, I'm wondering whether people know of a protocol called Zigbee. Z-I-G-B-E-E, um, and why some people use it in the home. Mm. Uh, no, I don't. I, haven't, I, I think I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. What, who is Zigbee? Okay, apparently, um, as, as people might be aware, there's been a, an explosion of home um, devices um, over the past few years. What was once referred as a home automation, and some might actually refer to them as the Internet of Things, has now settled for more than a friendly category called the smart home. Apparently, today's smart home has heating, lighting, cameras, sensors of all types, um, and they're all popping up every week to make your home into a connected home. So what's Zigbee? Zigbee basically is like um, a personal area network standard. It's like... um, it's like a Wi-Fi signal, but only it's running a different protocol. It's running the IEEE 802.15.4 standard. Right. So, so it's like a. Uh, so, is it like a, just like a, just another another Wi-Fi network, just running around the place and won't in- interfere with the actual Wi-Fi network. It's just that's for the, right. It's a different network, but it works devices. pretty much the same, mm. um, except for that. Um, you know, with, with Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, some applications are, uh, are load-powered. So, therefore, they would, they with, with Zigbee, um, the applications are low-powered and don't require a lot of bandwidth. Right, right. So, yeah, because it was saying here in your, in your article that it, was the, it's a, it's a, it operates as a mesh network as well. That's right. Apparently, yeah. when you um, create a few hubs in the home, mm. pretty much... Like the the Oreo, I think it is an Oreo or Aereo or something like that brand so, net mesh network. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's considered to be like a Zigbee type network. Although right. it has got Wi-Fi built into it, it's also got a Zigbee type network. So uh, yeah, so those of you who don't know, like a mesh network is is like a uh, instead of your router that being the focal point of where the Wi-Fi signal comes from. Uh, the meshes, like so, each of these connected home devices, uh, they'll be sort of like a sort of like a repeater of the same network, if that makes sense. That's probably yeah, that's as right. And if one of them happens to go down, um, then it communicates with another one that's mm. close by to um, re-establish the connection. Yeah, and um, to keep going. So if you could see from top down on your network, it'd probably look like a, a Wi-Fi or Zigbee or sort of Wi-Fi Wi-Fi blanket over your house. <laughs> so and it's all like little connected, all, all different points. All these different devices are providing the connection. One goes down, doesn't matter. Uh, the next device will pick up the one before it. A little bit weaker, obviously, but it'll still pick it up and work. Yeah, that's right. There's there's a few companies around that are actually using this type of technology. You have um, Amazon are using it, a company called Honeywell, Huawei is using it, uh, Philips are using it, uh, right. Smart Things are using it. Right, right. Uh, yeah, Belkin, those little devices that you get from the IKEA store, those um, home um, automated stuff mm. that you get from the IKEA store, that's running on Zigbee. 
Right. Okay. So it's yeah, all it's those all... Osram light globes. They're running on Zigbee as well. Right. So it sounds um, like it's becoming Mialu, bit, bit Samsung, of a... yeah, many, but... many more. Apparently, if you have a um, a Zigbee network at home, it can support up to sixty-five thousand different devices. Holy, dooly! Wow, that's that's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so I thought I'd just give people, uh, our listeners a bit of a uh, an update on that because um, not many people would know about Zigbee. It's um, it's a good protocol. It's a reliable protocol. Mm. It requires a lot less power than a standard Wi-Fi signal. And yeah. I believe there's a lot, a lot of products out there as well. Well, yeah, as you've said, there's light bulbs and everything. Like I, I can't believe all those products you just mentioned, how, how popular this, this is. This is this is awesome. Yeah, so that yeah, so that's how it's all gonna happen around the home. Good on you, Joe. Now um oh, I think I've heard of it. <clears throat> Zigbee. Yeah, I I don't know if I've heard. But of I don't it. don't don't even remember hearing it as being that. I remember hearing it some other way. I don't know. Wasn't there someone in some TV show called Zigby? Something maybe it was that. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, there's there's another. I thought program. it was like a like a, a a download site or something like that. I don't know. It could have been anything, but could have been yes. Sorry, Joe. But... No? I'm going to say there's a network going around which is very similar to Zigby, and it's called the M Wave. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's another network, which again is very similar to Zigbee, and you might find that a lot of devices um, are running on M Wave, M and then Wave. Right. They're also a similar type of technology, just on a different frequency. Yeah. Okay. So is that's not as popular as the Zigbee? Do you think the M Wave? No, I think that, I think um, M Wave is more popular than Zigbee. Um, you'll find that the most popular one at the moment is the Wi-Fi for obvious reasons. Everyone knows about Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, you'll find that M-Wave, then Zigbee, and I think there's another one. I just can't put my finger on what it's called now. But these are all different device protocols or different languages that speak with um, a lot of IoT stuff within the home network, mm. and um, they all communicate. And you can actually run them independently. So next time And they've we... got pluses and minuses for... For either, yeah. Um, so if anyone's really interested in it, just do a Google search for Zigbee and how it works, and there's a lot of information out there. Yeah, good one. Next time I'm down the down the shop and I see Zigbee on the side of a packet, I know exactly what it is. Good one, Joe. Thanks. Oh, here, here's here's another Zigbee. This might have been what we're thinking about. Zigbee the zebra, who trots. <laughs> He trots into trouble. A three D animated television series. There we go. Zigbee. That must be where I've heard of him. Maybe right. I've heard of it there somewhere too, probably. Okay. Charges laid over an alleged three million dollar business email compromise scam syndicate. Now, the New South Wales Police and the Australian Border Force have charged five members of this alleged Sydney-based coordinated fraud syndicate syndicate for their involvement in a business email scam. Now, this group is alleged to be involved in business email compromises to more than the more than three million dollars, along with identity theft, romance scams, and the fraudulent sale of goods. Now, the detectives from the New South Wales Police—they've arrested you know people all over uh, Sydney, Liverpool Street in Sydney, in Chester Hill, of, uh, in Granville, and a 43-year-old Nigerian national. Surprise, surprise that there was a Nigerian in there uh, at the Villawood Immigration Detention Centre. That's apparently he was the the mastermind of, and he was running it out of the detention centre. Uh, he said he they, police said the Nigerian national allegedly directed the activities of the group from within the detention centre. He has been indicted for the for the allegation, as well as two counts of knowingly dealing with proceeds of crime and possessing identity information to commit an indictable offence. So there you go. Um, must be what they're trained to do over there in Nigeria is just scam, scam, scam. That's where that's all the problems seem to be coming from. But anyway, uh, yeah, good stuff. Got him. <laughs> all right, hopefully uh, people get their money back, uh, which I doubt, which I doubt. But anyway, uh, have you guys ever had a been stung by a scam? Or, no? No, no, no. me. No, no, I haven't been caught out with one of those. No, we're too smart over here at the Aussie Tickets. We don't get stung by those <laughs> sort of things. Oh, I, get no. frust- I get frustrated, though, by people hearing the stories that people do. Oh. <laughs> um, just uh, a comment here from Justin I just read that some ducted aircon companies uh, you can't integrate with voice assistants. 
Um, it, you can. It's difficult. You can. Um, there are different types of um, devices out there that can turn different type of um, protocols to other protocols. For example, if you're running on the RF protocol, the radio frequency protocol, um, which controls the uh, air conditioning, you can then get a converter, something like a Broadlink converter, that will allow you to um, integrate um, with Google Home and then being able to voice assist it. Yeah, okay, nice. So I know, well, I know because up here in Queensland, I don't know if you guys have it down there, but you know when we were, I think it was last year or something, when we were going through, oh, I don't know, you know, this climate change stuff that goes on all the time, there was people were being offered, uh, you know, money back for for you to be for you to install an air conditioner, an approved air conditioner. I think they were Mitsubishi's or something, and that the the government could like control. So if there was too much power being pulled out of the grid they could see your air conditioner and either turn it down so as in turn the turn your uh, coolness up if you know what i mean so turn the aircon down so that means that it doesn't get as cold uh and or to actually turn your aircon off um so i don't know how what sort of technology that was running on but uh, that might have been one of something like you were doing joe saying about i don't know but that's what they were doing up here. I was just trying to just trying to find a story on that because that was quite. Well, was... you can actually set up in the smart home uh, like a thermostat that will do that for you. Yes, but this is like the the um, the, the government doing it. Uh, so ah, yeah, okay. so it's a way to customer demand. So it says here, uh, Energex and Ergon will develop the ability to remotely turn down customers' air conditioners and power in peak times. So under the proposed scheme, which has actually did come in, electricity distributors would be paid millions of dollars by the taxpayer-funded regulator to find ways to avoid spending money, blah, blah, blah. Instead, they would be, blah, 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 blah. It was a way to, it was a means, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, that's that's the guts of it anyway. Individual customers have to agree to the remote control power with a reduction in their electricity bills. It doesn't go into the technology in this particular article that I brought up. Uh Yes, so retailers, blah blah blah. Yeah, so technology wasn't mentioned in this article, but that's the that was the guts of it. They the government could turn your air conditioner off if they wanted to. So naughty, naughty. But I, I believe, if I remember right, they actually give you some incentive, money incentive, if they let you control it, don't they? Yes, that's right. Yeah, they got. I think they give you maybe three hundred off your install or three hundred off the price of the the special aircon. Uh, but but still, like. You know, I guess for the for the older people, the the argument was at the time that the older people were the ones that were likely to take up the offer, and it was the older people that really needed the aircon in the summer. Um, you know, no good having aircon sitting on the wall if it couldn't work, and you'd you know get hot anyway. So uh, yeah, it was about four hundred dollar cash back. Yeah, the the Peak Smart program it was called. Uh, what else have you? Uh, you got anything, Jordan? What is it? I've got a couple. Yeah. I just don't know how much time we've got for me to go on about them too much. So I'm just going to give you the um, uh, the headlines and right. kind of touch on it. One of them is iOS 12 makes your phone faster than ever. Oh. iOS 12 could be could be summed up in one feature, speed. The rest of it is uh, just a footnote, especially right. when you compare iOS 12 to iOS 11. So you, you may remember that iOS 11 was filled with many new features, especially on the iPad, but it was also uh, the biggest release to date. Uh, even the calculator app wasn't working properly. And let's not oh. forget about uh, messages arriving out of order on your keyboard. Um, oh. That doesn't make sense. Out of order or your keyboard replacing the word it with uh, I.T. <laughs> right, right. Don't know if you ever had that problem, but I like had many of you, problem. I've been using the beta version of iOS 12 for the past few weeks and even thought it was just a beta. Sorry, even though it was just a beaver, iOS 12 is by far the fastest version of iOS of all time, and Apple just released iOS 12 today. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I might uh, so line up and get your phone faster. And I saw another article that said the same thing. It said, don't be scared to put iOS 12 on your older phones because they reckon it's really snappy and should give it a go. Right. Well, I've got me. I've still got my six here. I'm gonna. I will do that. I'm gonna upgrade it to that and see if it does improve it. But yeah, I had the problem with the messages. And, what did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I heard it even um, even on a five. What is it? The five SC or something like that. It works good on there as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, 
All right, so play start. We're going to quickly move through a couple of these. Oh, that was my one of my other ones. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Let's <laughs> okay. go. Well, you go, you go, you say. I'd have to bring it up. In fact, I can't even remember where I put it, so you go for it. All right, so PlayStation Classic. Sony announces a retro micro console of its own. Uh, it's probably in line, you know, falling in line with all the other consoles that have that have been doing retro versions of yeah, Nintendo did it, and didn't they? So yeah. everyone's done it. Yep, that's right. So they've announced plans to release a miniature replica of the 1994 PlayStation console with 20 classic games included. And just in time for Christmas. What a yes. what a time to release them. Now, the uh, it's a shrunk-down version of the original machine, which connects to TVs via the HDMI, and it's powered by USB. It includes two, two full-size replica controllers, uh, the original kind, not the ones with the sticks, uh, it's going to cost you around about now. This I'm not sure where. Ninety nine bucks was it? This was a look. I actually got a see if I can get a video for you guys on the on the video watching us on the video. I've, I might have a video of the the thingo. Alan Alan Burton just posted uh, on Facebook that he's installed iOS twelve and it's definitely worth installing way faster. Oh, so, okay. Sorry to butt in. I just sort of throw that in there. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, so well, this must be an Australian price. It's $149.99. It's going to launch on December 3. Uh, so far, all the games, all of the 20 games haven't been confirmed. The games so far confirmed for the PlayStation Classic are the Jumpin' Flash, Wild Arms, as well as Trekkin' 3 and Ridge Racer Type 4, and, of course, Final Fantasy 7. So I think the people are saying that they haven't re- released the rest of the 20 uh, because they're not really sure what they're going to be doing, <laughs> which ones, oh, the, which ones are the going article to be I saw today said that they've got um, just off the top of the bat that they've got. Yeah. Well, there's a picture there, Tekken and, and uh, Final Fantasy and a few of those. Mm. I'm just hoping for Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Right. So, so you haven't got your old one then you, you used to have one, obviously, cause you're excited about it. I've got one. Yeah. I've still got it, but it doesn't play anything anymore. Why I not? wonder if this new one will come with a CD, a CD facility I can put all the games in. Is your is the CD player broken? Is it? Is that what? Oh, it's, you know how just you know how the, the I reckon the laser eyes used to wear out pretty quick in those things. I reckon. Yeah. Okay. You can't put a uh, like an external CD player into it. I know it's one of those little the little really small ones. Oh, okay. The right. Dome looking ones. Right. Right. It's like a second release of the of the first one or something. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, what else have you got there, Joe? Um, this week, um, Apple Music um, announced that it will work with Android Auto. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Apple just released an update for Apple Music on Android, and it's the biggest in addition. Uh, is it now supports Android Auto. So if you're an Android user, but prefer to use Apple Music. Yeah, well, I guess, like, they've got to, I think, you know, like, Apple likes to keep everything, you know, in-house. But I think when it comes to uh, widely used sort of programs or widely used or things like music, you can't just keep it to yourself. You know, like, if you want it to grow, you've got to, you've got to just make it available everywhere. So That's right. And apparently this, Apple said that they've done a really good um, Android interface look for it, which is optimized for the car. Mm. Well, um, so Apple reckons that uh, they haven't ignored some of Android's conveniences like the micro SD slot in the car. Right. It now supports using the micro SD slot storage. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. But it still doesn't support it on the iOS, but it'll support it on Android. So that's really cool. So I wonder, so so the Apple Music works with Android Auto. I wonder if it's uh, going to work the other way around. Will Will Apple let Google put their Google Music onto Apple? I Car? heard that. Uh, I read an article today that they're putting the Google Maps on it. That's right. They have put Google Maps and um, what was the other thing they put on there? There was one other thing. What, what was the other thing? Do you remember Jordan? What the other thing was? No, what? I just vaguely remember kind of just kind of reading through. It over the top of it, um, that it was, yeah, going, they were putting Google Maps in there, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, Google Maps to CarPlay. Yeah, mm. well, that uh, that is interesting, I think. Because I think the Apple Maps is terrible from what I've heard. I mean, I haven't used an Apple phone in years, but no, from what I've heard, people aren't happy with it. They all use Google Maps still. 
Yeah, well, I use the Google. Well, I've got no choice now. I've got an Android. But, yeah, I, I was never using the Apple Maps. I think even when I was using it, only not too long ago, like, you know, you, you just go around in circles half the time and you just go, oh, stuff it. And you open up Google Maps and you mm. get there straight away. So, well, maybe that's why they've let Apple use Apple Music on the Androids because Androids let um, Apple use Google Maps on the Apple. Mm, maybe it's a bit of, yeah, maybe a bit of tit for tat sort of thing. So. But, but Apple being Apple, they've always gone that one step further and um, their search now allows you to um, search for songs by using the lyrics of, of the song. Yes, in the HomePod or something, Siri, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, but that also works on the Android as well. So that's something that um, Android haven't done yet with the search by ly- lyrics. Mm. So you can potentially just say, uh, Siri, what song has the um, Walking on Sunshine lyric in it? And it'll... Uh, Walking on Sunshine? And it'll come back and go, <laughs> Walking on Sunshine, <laughs> you idiots. Yeah, and it'll go, uh, yeah, something like that. And then, it'll, then uh, it'll come back and it'll start playing via the Apple Music. Yeah, right. Yeah, cool. yeah, it's like trying to sing the words into Shazam, isn't it? It never works out the same. No, well, <laughs> you're supposed to even be able to hum into uh, Shazam or Soundhound. And I've, I've hummed. I've tried, it never works. Can you hum in key? <laughs> Oh, maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. Maybe they give, think you're humming to a different song. Probably. I probably I've got, I haven't got a musical bone in my body. Uh, <laughs> the ACCC says it's prepared to sue telco executives who approve misleading ads. Well, here's a turn up. The ACCC says it has put telcos on notice over marketing efforts that may mislead consumers citing past ads from Telstra, Optus and Vodafone that use the ever-popular term unlimited to promote mobile data offerings. Now, earlier this year, three mobile characters, carry, characters, <laughs> carriers launched plans that offered unlimited downloads, but in all cases came with significant caveats that saw speeds throttled when a certain monthly quota was hit or certain uses. Well, it's still unlimited, so... I'll, can't see really what the problem is there. It's not bandwidth unlimited. It's uh, it's the data that's unlimited, isn't it? The, like the amount. Yes. Not the speed. Yeah. So anyway, penalties for breaching the ACCC law increased at the start of September. So penalties are now uh, from an individual from $220,000 to 500000 per breach. Uh, so that's a more than a doubling of that penalty. Uh, business is now greater than $10 million, three times the value of the benefit received. Uh, what does that say? Penalties for businesses are now the, oh, the are now the greater of $10 million or three times the value of the benefit received. Or where the benefit cannot be calculated, 10% of the annual turnover in the preceding 12 months. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you wouldn't want to be caught doing that anymore, would you? Well, apparently Vodafone just got busted this week as well. But that's Vodafone in in New Zealand, not Vodafone here. Right. Yeah. Very, very same thing for for uh, advertising unlimited data. Yeah. Right. That's uh, crazy. And then it looks like they're gonna they be gonna go after the execs as well. So um, yeah. So that, that hopefully, look. That obviously the ACCC have had a bit of a problem. Uh, the telcos weren't listening. They're probably getting fined. I don't know. You know couple of biscuits and then they go well it's worth it so but now geez if you can't calculate it's 10 percent of your annual turnover that's huge that's uh that's crazy they won't be they won't be doing that uh all right jordan what else you got down there uh it has to bring my page back up i get so so intrigued in what you're all talking about i forget where i'm was well um, i'll do another one while you look for look for that I, I can't remember if i had anything oh i've got a quick uh, here we go quick jamie one Oh, yes. We like Sharma. We like Sharma ones. Okay. Sharma is admitting to putting ads in the settings menu of its phones. Oh, no. Sharma, no. No. Sharma, the world's biggest smartphone vendor, has attracted some unwanted attention for its use of advertising through its Android software experience called MIUI, whatever that stands for. (laughs) A Reddit user recently posted about their disappointment with the increasing frequency of ads showing up in the Xiaomi's MIUI apps, including um, the music app and even the settings menu. The Verge, uh, when The Verge reached out to Xiaomi for confirmation on this matter, the company responded with the following statement. Uh, Advertising has been and will continue to be an integral part of Xiaomi's internet services, a key component of the company's business model. At the same time, we will uphold user experience by offering options 
to turn off the ads by con uh, constantly improving our approach towards advertising, including adjusting where and when ads appear. Our philosophy is that ads should be um, should be unintrusive, and users always have the option of receiving fewer recommendations i'm assuming what they're kind of getting at is that you know we make our phones free and we give you good hardware and we've got to make money somewhere so mm. we've got ads that's kind of where i would see it oh yeah so that's just kind of put it in a nutshell <laughs> and i guess like it's not illegal but you know like uh what that's the trade-off as they say for a cheap phone i guess so you know if you want a cheap phone you're going to put up with ads i don't know i don't know i, don't know. I wouldn't off, buy it now because of that but you, that really well, there's no. I haven't seen. I haven't really played with the phone enough, but I've been in the settings and I haven't seen any ads at all. No, I haven't seen any ads either. And they did honest. say it was in the MU. What did I say it was the MIUI. So I'm wondering if that's the, you know, like the Me UI. So okay, you know, like the 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 Me phones UI. So maybe it's only their apps. Yeah. So that's yeah. So reading that again, yeah. So it's um yeah. So it looks like there aren't. Th Yes, that's, that is it wouldn't confusing. be in the actual it's not in the, any other apps. It'd just be in their yeah. inbuilt apps. I noticed when I turned on the phone the other day, there was a folder called MI. Yeah, so in the settings, a couple menu of, of their custom apps. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't know if it's actually in the Android settings, but it's just in the in, in the 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 Xiaomi apps. Do, yeah, yeah, the UI, like the music or app, or whatever you want to call couldn't, it. Couldn't you just uninstall that app and not use it? I Probably. guess so. Yeah, that's right. It looks like that. This is what's uh, starting to happen. When was this? When was this story written? Yeah, September nineteen. So, but you know, it's like Spotify. You get Spotify free because you get ads. So yeah. you get a, you know, you get a two hundred and eighty dollar phone that's worth, you know, eight hundred dollars because you get a few ads in it. And you know, look that that's the beauty of the free market. You know, Joe doesn't want the ads. He don't buy the phone. He's happy to do that. I might go. I don't. I don't care. You know, I'm getting a cheaper phone. I don't care about a few ads. Well, how many buy. people install the free versions of apps knowing that they get ads because they don't want to pay $2.99 yeah. for the pro version? Yeah. But look, it's, it's good the to be... The same thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's good to be aware of these things because... Oh, it's it, good it, yeah, yeah. they're not just shoving it on in your face yeah. without yeah. asking. because it could influence your purchase. But, oh, look, I don't, look, I don't care. If they want to do it, let, let them do it. I'm not going to say it's wrong or anything. Let them do it. People just buy other stuff. Uh, what are, are you got any more there, Joe? Uh, yeah, apparently there's rumours of a Google Home Hub with a seven-inch display. Oh wow, that's pretty yeah. Big. This um, this um, Google Home is actually made. This Google Home Hub is actually made by Google, and it's got built-in Google Assistant. Nice, nice. Yeah, so it basically it's going to be a bit like the Amazon uh, Echo Show. Oh yes, uh, yeah. So where it's got a, like a seven-inch screen on it. I've seen that Echo. Is that the Echo they've been showing on the block? The block's been having a few of those sitting around the place. I, I don't know. I don't watch the block. Oh, the block. It's good. I don't really watch TV. How bad's that? <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Keep going. That's okay. The design of the device, which has been, you know, some photos have been leaked, is white in colour and reminds us of the existing Google Home products with the, uh, you know, the greys and the, the colours that it comes in. Hmm. Okay, so I don't know. Is it is it my imagination, or has Google Home got a little bit better the last week or two weeks? Because I, th I find that now it's everything's it's starting to work better for me. Um, the phone's listening to me. Everything's working. <laughs> it's amazing what they're listening to. I wonder what they listen to. It could be listening to anything, couldn't they? Yeah, but that's a picture of this proposed proposed hub there. So, yeah, as Joseph, let's just look at a little white mini iPad. Yeah, apparently what happens is that if you, you can get, you know, weather reports, traffic reports, and when you ask Google a question, um, it will normally display alongside the um, the verbal as well as um, the display of what you've asked it. Mm. Um, you'll, you'll also be able to do things like, which I reckon is really cool, um, if you've got a Nest doorbell, it'll be able to, Talk to Google and say, "Hey, listen, Google, can you um, give me give me a look and see what's outside?" And via your Nest Cam, you can display it on your uh, screen there. Yeah, um, you can watch YouTube. I guess you know it's always nice to listen to music, but at the same time, listen uh, watch the band. I mean, there's nothing like watching seven in my in my opinion anyway, seventies and eighties 
bands and musicians uh, playing songs and actually watching the old video clips of them. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing. I'm just I'm just reading it and looking at this now and then and, and salivating. I, I like it. It's got a big speaker at the back. Um, looks like it's going to cost. Where's this this article from? Dot uh, com. So it's one hundred and forty nine dollars. So probably US. So make yeah, that. That's right. So make I mean, it. there is something out there at the moment. Lenovo makes one called the Smart Display. Uh, JBL makes one. and It's called the JBL Link. Right. So, uh, Lenovo is one ninety nine. And the uh, JBL is two forty nine. So They're the out Google there. Home Hub, when it's released, it's going to be cheaper, mm. and it'll probably work just as good. Yeah, and I think it's it's funny, isn't it? Because I think like once you, because with the phone, I think you got to. It's not. I don't know. Is there any point in having a Google phone or an Apple phone and then going out and buying Alexa as at the same time? You know, like you're going to have all these different assistants all talking to you. Um, but Alexa, like just going back quickly to the block, seems to be doing a lot of home automation. Like the, one of the contestants had home automation Alexa turning off on and off taps. You know, like it was just um, not just lights now; it's taps. So it's uh, yeah, that's pretty good. So that, that's um, Justin uh, Russell on Facebook says he's noticed subtle improvements mm. to, to the Google Home this week. Yes, yes. Well, maybe they've they've tried something. I think they've taken the riddle room away. Uh, I tried. I went to try the riddle room the other day, and it's gone. It told me a riddle instead of asking me a heap of them. But anyway, that's uh, something I got to put up with. He also said that the Amazon ones are what are, are what's on the block. Yeah, the echoes. Is that mm. the, yeah, yeah. So they're pretty. Uh, they seem pretty good. Uh, all right. I think uh, anyone else got any more? Yeah, I'll just quickly double check. I did have one that. It was a long one, but I'll try and show. I'm not going too much about it. Um, Samsung accidentally leaked four different versions of the Galaxy S10. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Samsung has a lot of work to do to get smartphone users excited about its flagship smartphone again. They do. But we think the company is definitely up to the task. In fact, the turnaround might start sooner than we think. 2018 has been an uninspired year for the world's top smartphone vendor. The company's new Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus were met by yawns when they hit the store shelves earlier this year. And they're on track to be Samsung's worst-selling Galaxy S phones since 2012. They're not bad phones at all. In fact, to this day, they still sell among the fastest, sleekest, and most powerful Android phones in the world. Mm. But they're also amongst the, the most boring Android phones in the world, sporting a, a look that's the same as last year's Galaxy S8 phones, and no future, uh, sorry, and no new features that might uh, compel people to upgrade. Uh, then the Galaxy Note. Nine followed the same model, though it added um, at least one new feature that people found to be intriguing. It's new S Pen um, with the built-in Bluetooth. Of course, a neat new stylus might not be enough to get people caught up. um, Sorry, get people to to cough up the cash for Samsung's most most expensive phone ever. Thankfully, next year's Samsung... uh, I'm kidding. Samsung, sorry, Samsung's flagship phone lineup will be a much needed breath of fresh air. And and it all starts later this year when Samsung plans to give uh, the world a preview of its first smartphone of the future, a foldable display. We're as eager as anyone else to check out, uh, check it out, but we're also not terribly excited about its release. Why? Because word on the street is that the foldable Galaxy F will launch... Uh, in limited supply with a price tag approaching $2,000. There's another up-and-coming new Samsung phone we're far more excited about, uh, and a new leak offers additional details about the Galaxy Samsung S10. This is, as I said, carrying on a bit long. Samsung's um, 10th anniversary Galaxy S phone is shaping up to be the company's most exciting flagship handset, handset in years. In fact, it might end up being Samsung's most exciting smartphone ever. So much has already leaked and just about everything we've heard has been good news. The Galaxy S10 will be Samsung's first new smartphone to, to be powered by the next generation, next generation S nanometer chips. Right. Uh, Apple's new uh, A12 Bionic in the iPhone SX, sorry, XS, XS Max, <laughs> and XR is the uh, first S7NM chip to reach consumers' hands. But Qualcomm and Samsung's SNM offers won't be 
far behind. Um, stop me if you think this is carrying on too far. Um, well, what I was going to yeah, what I was going to say. A big red. I'll just skip ahead. A big redesign also. A redesign also works. Is also in the works for the Galaxy S10, and Android fans are excited. Rumor has it the new phone will finally feature an all-screen design that puts puts it on par with other modern smartphones. And the current generation S9 and Galaxy Note both still have big size bezels above and below mm. screen. Because because mm. I think when you when you first started that story, it was about uh, what, what they haven't uh, captured the the market, or they haven't sold as many, or whatever, because they're boring or whatever. They had a bit of a flat spot, didn't they? But I think, you know, like, uh, as far as, say, say the, I don't know, would you say, as far as the Western world is concerned, I think Apple's got the people's imagination. I think Apple has got the story behind it. You know, it's got the, the story starting in the garage. Um, They've got good computers. marketing, Apple. They always have had. Yeah, and I think, like, when you look at it, when you look at a Samsung phone, to me, uh, and, like, I'm not a big phone person, but when you look at a Samsung phone, I go, well, why, why do I want to buy a Samsung worth... $800, which looks pretty much exactly, it does exactly the same as a Xiaomi. Why would I want to do it? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That was, that, that because you don't thought. want the ads in the settings. Yeah, <laughs> that was Good. my thought exactly, uh, Glenn, when I bought my LG phone. Yeah. Back then, the LG was like $450, and their equivalent uh, Samsung phone was like $899. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. But it's the same phone. It's got the same processor. Right. It's got the same, same amount of RAM. It's got the same amount of memory in it. Why yeah. spend eight hundred bucks uh, when I can spend four hundred and fifty? And um, you get nothing you know. different. Nothing's really that different. Like Apple has also got like a different operating system. So I guess that's that's again that that's his point of um, difference, isn't it? Like you either iOS or Android. But as far as Android goes, like you know, I've heard people complain, and, and everybody knows that I'm not. Big Apple fan, but I've heard people complain about how stale Apple gets. Yes. Oh, yes. Devices. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but you can you could say the same thing about Samsung. They've probably been a little bit stale, but they did come out with the rounded screen and all that a little while back. You know, with the edge and all that sort of stuff. They've been doing some new things along the way. But but it's no, it's just fluff. You know, isn't it's just all fluff. So do you do you really care that your screen's now rounded instead of square? Not really. Is that going to make you? Do you really care about having the notch up top? No, I don't. No, not I don't. Really. I don't Sam, the Samsung S. They said in that article a bit further down that there's there's rumours of it having the under the screen, finally finally getting the under the screen fingerprint. Right. Okay. So it'll be edge to edge all the way around. Look, I guess uh, uh, under the screen. You no, know, but do you really care if your fingerprint scan is under the screen or not? Like, no, it's just another. It's just another greasy mark on the screen. I was, I was in the shop clean today, off. and I, was, I, I just got chin wagging to the guy behind me who was waiting for his his turn to get to the counter and he, and i said to him, i said what 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 phone you got he's like, oh i've got the latest apple i said oh yeah and you're a tradie or something mate. and he's like yeah he's like i'm in the truck all day he said i, I don't even pick up the phone he said all i do is make sure i get my jobs you know my jobs on the phone people ring go gotta yep. go and do this and gotta go and do that you yeah. know yeah well, that- he was like 65 and i'm thinking you know what most people don't use any of their phones to their full potential yet they no. go out and they blow thousands of dollars That's right something that can do absolutely everything yes like and I, I said you know i said all you need is a 99 dollar telstra phone yeah i think over time uh yes okay you can go oh yeah look the new phone's got the fingerprint thing on it cool yes the new phone's got the uh um i don't know a better speaker in it cool yes the new phone has got the i don't know whatever in it you know cool um faster whatever but as far as aesthetic goes like i don't care if it's square or round i don't care if it's got a notch or not a notch um i just worried about people get blown away by something new that's what makes them Mm. go and buy them like if you turn like samsung doing their rolled edge people go oh let's try that yeah and that could be different or samsung come out with a folded phone i can fold it up and put in my pocket that sounds cool. Let's yeah. try that. Well, that's but, enough to give me a bit of a get me yeah. a bit more excited than the round. The intermediate ones, like you say, just a bigger processor or a better yeah. sounding speaker. It's kind of not really enough, is it? No, nah. unless like they do what Apple did, is the, and the phones just slow, 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 slow until you go, oh, new phone, it's faster. Yes, I have to have it because it's faster. And now to and, prove that that was them doing it, they can release a new operating system that makes them all faster. Yeah, what a joke. You know? Yeah, it's a joke, I think they were just slowing it down so you go out and buy another one. Yes. But anyway, um, 
All right, we'll leave Samsung there. Leave them to their woes, but <laughs> whatever. But yeah, but as just as as we said, Joe, like you just can't. How can you justify a thousand dollars Samsung Android? Well, what's the point of difference? There's not really too much these days. There's not. Mm. There's not. All but right. you know, here's here's something else old that's coming back. Patrick Stewart to star in a new Star oh. Trek series as John Luke Picard. Good. It's the only Star Trek I've You're ever watched. You're kidding me, hey? It's the only Star Trek I've ever watched is the next He's generation. coming back. Yeah, he's all right. It's official. Patrick Stewart is returning to Star Trek. Good, good. The acclaimed Shakespearean actor is set to headline a new Star Trek series. <laughs> he got all excited about it too, apparently. Oh, I'm Should not it. that excited. He wasn't my favourite captain of the Star Trek you know, shows. Who was your favourite? I'd have to say I'm a, I'm a bit of a Voyager fan so far, although I have... I have backtracked and gone back and watched um, the 60s one, the first oh, one right. in the original yeah. series. Yeah. No. And I quite like it. And what's his name? I can't remember his name, the captain of that. Kirk. Kirk, yeah. He's coming to Melbourne. Oh, right. Something to do his, his stand up show or something. Oh, he got God. a story of his life or something. How old is he now? William Shatner. He must That's his name. Old. Shatner. Yeah. You How can have... you forget that for a last name? Shatner. Go and have a look. Have you ever seen the uh, William Shatner's roast? No. Go and have a look at that. I think it used to be on Netflix. I don't know if you've got Netflix, but probably somewhere on the YouTubes. It's his, it's his roast. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, not, not for the kids, just quietly. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, uh, there was another one. Scientists find planet Vulcan from Star Trek. <laughs> oh, I just like the headline of that. It's not really called Vulcan, but they found another planet. I just like the headline. Yeah, Vulcan. Why not call them something like that? All right, let's get out of here. We've, uh, we've, we've got I'm through all Star that stuff. I'm all Star Trek down at the moment, as you can tell. <laughs> good. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for coming in this week. That's all right. Where can we, where's your webpage and Facebook? Uh, Facebook is uh, facebook.com forward slash uh, Joe I, the Gadget Man. i got to say, sorry to butt in, Justin Russell, R- Russell on Facebook. Watch the Orville. You'll love it. I'm hearing you. I've seen it. I love it. Yeah, well, so, someone wrote in and said you uh, were right. It starts on SBS, and I think from memory on the twenty fourth. Um, it's so, uh, James yes. McFarlane. Is it no Seth McFarlane? I'm saying James McFarlane. Seth McFarlane was was a massive Star Trek fan growing up, right? And and he has also been the comedian, as we all know, behind um, uh, Family Guy and all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. cool. So if you can imagine, kind of slamming those two things together. You've I'll, got at the first few episodes. The comedy was a bit too full on, and I like my Star Trek being a little bit serious. But then it kind of it gets really good. It's worth worth a watch. Any Star Trekky out there will probably like it. I'd reckon almost better than 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 the new Discovery. Right, almost never seen it. Uh, okay, sorry, Joe. Facebook.com forward slash. Oh, uh, forward slash Joe the Gadgets Man. And where's your webpage? Webpage is JoeTheGadgetsMan.com. And uh, you can contact Joe uh, at uh, joe at aussietechheads.com.au. Contact me at glenn at aussietechheads.com.au. Contact Jordan at jordan at aussietechheads.com.au. What, what, what webpage are you plugging, Jordan? I don't really have many to plug. Where, uh, you, you can go and have a look at my tribute show, but it hasn't done a show for a while, which is lightningcrashes.com.au. Will you do singing lessons over the phone? I have talked about that. <laughs> okay. Maybe well, some Skype lessons or something, but yeah. Um, well, there you go. If you if you want to see, that's an old tribute show. You might find me. You'll find some videos of me singing there, doing um, Ed Kowalczyk. Oh, what's the uh, website? Lightningcrashes.com.au. All right, good stuff. And well, you know, do you remember the band Live? They sang Lightning Crashes and yeah, yeah, sort of. So I just sing a few of his, but I've got <laughs> other bands that not tribute shows, but other bands as well. But that's probably the one you'll find yeah. the most videos on. <laughs> All right. Lovely. Love it. All Have right. A look. And uh, you can, uh, yeah, get all the stuff that you need at the aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Facebook. Hope you had fun. Um, we, we're going to get this Facebook Live sorted out one of these days. It was sorted out, but we had a little bit of issue the last two weeks. And I think Facebook, and it's on. Facebook changed a couple of settings around on us. And, uh, yeah, we'll blame that anyway. All right. Lovely. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for watching. Right, see you later. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. And uh, hopefully... The Sharkies will beat the Storm on Friday. So, uh, yeah, let's hope so. Big, hard I'm waiting, game. I'm waiting to hear that Melbourne wins something. No, nah, but... they're losing. Okay, that's it. Well, they're nah, losing. Come on, give them a chance. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'm not entertaining that conversation. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs>
Good night, guys. Good night, Facebook.